1: Hey everybody, welcome to You're Wrong and Here's Why, take two, Chris Wardell joined by Greg Krohn. Gregory, last time we spoke, I asked you how you were, you said you were fantastic, then you cursed a lot. How are you doing (laughs) since then?
0: Uh, I'm just as fantastic, I'm very nervous, I'm on edge, Mm -hmm. I I I have a lot of nervous energy about the remainder of today.
1: Uh, You waiting to see what happens in the finale of Succession?
0: uh, No, I've never seen one second of that show, so... (laughs) um i just i i'm just very i i don't know how to think i haven't been in this position as a sixers franchise in so long that i don't know what to do and i'm very nervous that they're not going to show up tonight
1: yeah and for you fake fans it's got to be even harder
0: yes yes because fake fans really love when the team purposefully loses 60 plus games a season that's what fake fans do well, I'm
1: just saying you weren't you weren't here when we were playing the magic in March.
0: Uh, I I was. I was. I was watching most of the games and angrily texting you and multiple friends as the season went on. So I was there.
1: Okay. And yeah, and you went to a game, so that was fun.
0: I did, I did also go to a game. Big dub.
1: Big dub. All right. Well, Succession aside, I do have com open in front of me. We're gonna talk about I've got a lot of props. That's the wrong place. I've got a lot of props <laughs> for for this Sixers game that I think are interesting. Really digging into uh some all of the sub the sub props and the game specific props for this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna have you open up the uh, Boston Celtics Philadelphia 76ers page on Bavada as well, so that you can reference what we're talking about. I will tell you though, uh, while you're doing that, mm-hmm. succession a really good show. You should, you should like, it's not, I, I've, I put succession in the same category as like breaking bad or better call Saul in that, like it's a difficult show to, uh, to binge Because the content is, it's not like light and breezy. And it's, you know, it's like a hard 50 minutes. A little bit longer. But it's an outstanding show. Great acting. Rory Culkin's great. It might be Rory Culkin. might be Kieran Culkin. One of the Culkins. The Culkins that is in it is great. Sarah Snook is great. Um, Brian Cox is great. And the others.
0: We don't binge shows in this household. So it really doesn't matter if it's bingeable or not.
1: Oh, I'm, it's it, succession is worth watching. I would, I would encourage everyone to, to take a look. It's like you're gonna know a couple episodes in if it's for you or not. It's, it's a very like, it's it's outstandingly written. Uh, it is very like dark. The comedy in it is dark. Uh, there is very there are very heavy moments. It is, uh, yeah, it's a fun show.
0: The and last like show it. you recommended, you now hate. So I don't know what to do with this information.
1: Okay. We'll talk about Ted Lasso for a moment. How far into the, the season three of Ted Lasso are you? Uh,
0: six, maybe seven episodes in.
1: What happened in the last episode you saw? They
0: lost. Well, da da da.
1: Spoil- spoilers for Ted Lasso season three. Anyone who doesn't want to hear this, jump ahead two minutes.
0: They lost to someone, but they figured out total football.
1: Okay. So I, you are exactly where I am. I think, I think we're in the same spot. I think we're two episodes behind right now. Yeah. I just, my concern, look, and there have been, I'm not saying that there have not been moments in this season that have been fun. The Jamie and Roy riding a bike around Amsterdam was wonderful. There have been moments, but in that same episode, like, why are we spending time? Like, I don't need to spend time with, with what's her name on, uh, on the boat, on a boat. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't need that in the last season. I like, we're, and there also there's this whole this whole uh, gay player subplot this year A guy who had not spoken like more than 10 lines in the previous two seasons suddenly we're supposed to care about this i don't it's the thing like we're wasting time it's gotten preachy it's gotten political uh, i don't know man i just i just, just want to have fun just want to hang out with uh with Ted and the AFC Richmond boys
0: yeah, I don't really mind it necessarily. I mean, I get, I get how people view it that way because there are definitely some like hit you over the head storylines where it's like mm. we get it, like you know what I mean. Um, well, and,
1: and the shut up and dribble literally ripped straight yes. from the headlines.
0: That's that's something that I don't look for in my comedies. Uh, if I'm watching SVU, I'll take straight rip, <laughs> uh, you know ripped from the headlines stories. That's fun or uh, and and more fitting. So I do understand why people don't like that. I do think it adds a little bit to the show. I mean, like the whole ending of that episode where, you know, we said spoilers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, where they like he shows up and they're fixing his restaurant like that is like that was a great moment. I enjoyed yeah, that nice. moment. So like like while the thing that led to that was very like, all right, it, that, this is supposed to be a comedy. Um, it led to something better or bigger than the show, I guess. I don't know. I've enjoyed it. It's obviously, it's hard to, it's hard to just consistently write great seasons of television over and over they, again.
1: They only need to do three. It's We're I, done at this point.
0: I guess, I guess, but I don't know. Well, I, I can't wait to see what happens, so.
1: What are your predictions for the remainder of this? Because very clearly setting up a couple of things in my mind, very clearly setting up how bad, Ted misses Henry, and it's going to create the reason for Ted to leave. And they're also very clearly giving Nate this redemption arc.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, my wife hates Nate still. Like the whole storyline, everything leading up to it now.
1: Yeah, because um, nothing... He didn't change in any fundamental way. He just has is behaving different to st- per certain stimulus.
0: Yeah. it's So it's... I mean... It, it is very clear. I don't know where it's going to eventually lead to. Um,
1: I but think I, there is a chance that Nate goes back to AFC Richmond to coach I, the team after the season.
0: I have that same inkling um, for sure. I'm, I, I don't know. I'm very. It's it's kind of got me guessing a little bit. So I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to try and predict anything. But it's been it's been a very interesting season to say the least. Do we know how many episodes it is? Is it 10?
1: I think it's a 10. Is there any chance at the end of the 10th episode um, that Ted is the coach of AFC Richmond? I don't think so. I agree with you. It it is a 10-episode season.
0: Yeah, I think it's all moving to, to that.
1: Ted's going home.
0: Yeah, that's what I think.
1: But Have this whole Henry bullying people thing, kid growing up without his father, so on, so The along. whole
0: therapist storyline with like how now the marriage counselor's dating his wife, which is a whole weird thing. Like, I don't know.
1: The relationships in this show are weird in uh, general. Bizarre, like, right? I've always, I've always said that I'd, for the life of me, I cannot remember what the owner's name is. Why Rebecca. Is Rebecca. This Rebecca and Sam relationship like if it was the other way around, people would be writing op eds about how inappropriate it is,
0: well, and then like the whole dad, like the dad clearly knows like and that oh, was yeah, awkward sure. and weird like i I don't know i i, I that's another another storyline that uh my wife and I agreed was like super awkward and just strange,
1: well, it's just like, for real, if that was and for good for good reason because historically this has been the power dynamic and this has been this has been how this has gone badly quite frankly if that was a male an older male owner and a young female player like people would be writing newspaper stories about wanting this show boycotted
0: correct that is correct
1: <laughs> and look because like i said that's the way it has been and that's the you know that's the would be the bigger issue but it's just it felt inappropriate it felt weird if like it didn't go anywhere either so unless they're gonna unless that is gonna come to a head in some way and it certainly does not seem like that's the direction it's going after this last episode why why put it in there in the first place come yeah. on bill lawrence
0: Listen, I the the guy doesn't always know how to land a plane in terms of shows. So was
1: Dave Franco not available?
0: I guess not.
1: (sighs) I'm looking forward to Ted Lasso, MD.
0: (laughs) 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 Oh man, I can't wait till they make the Scrubs movie.
1: Is that happening? I heard.
0: I remember reading something that they said it was like imminent. Oh really? Or some sort of reunion. Yeah, Scrubs reunion movie from March 25th. Uh, it says, it's inevitable. So
1: But uh, that's just, they didn't really leave that in a place where you could immediately pick it back up. I don't know where you would pick it back up.
0: Yeah, unless you throw, I mean, you have to obviously throw the weird ABC season out. Uh, like the, whatever the this The med school season. Yeah. You know? Like you throw whatever that is out, but like. The way you ended the show, it was just over. Like, what? We don't need. We don't need anything else.
1: The way you ended the show twice, it was just over. Correct. But the appropriate Correct. ending was that season. What season seven ending? Season eight was med school.
0: I think so. Yeah. I don't know. I start to lose it once. Uh, oh, I can't think of the actress's name. Um, once uh, Zach play. Braff has the kid with mm. uh, Sarah Clark. No, no, the, no. The other kid, Sam, is is the kid's name. I think oh, I don't remember this at all. It's it's the he has it with the, she. She's been in like everything. She was in Hunger Games. She's like a director slash producer now. Elizabeth Banks. Um, once she I do not comes remember in, this at all. Once she comes into the show, I kind of fade with how how like where I how, how knowledgeable I am about it.
1: I, and by the way, I think Elizabeth Banks is great. We just watched Cocaine Bear last week, but, uh, what she directed. I Oh, yeah, it's not her fault.
0: Bit. It's more the storyline.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't remember this at all.
0: Yeah, JD and her have a kid. She moves to Seattle. It's a whole thing.
1: I'm making it. Okay, and she joined the cast in a recurring role as Dr. Kim Briggs. In Kim Briggs. Five. Yeah. All right. Well, there, there we are. Um, by the way, speaking of, so you obviously have Apple Plus if you're watching Ted Lasso. Correct. Another show I think you should get you should consider giving a shot to if you haven't. Shrinking, the uh, the Harrison Ford and Jason Segel show. Good show. Uh, I mean, real we, good show.
0: We've enjoyed a couple of different shows on Apple TV. So, uh, what's that? What's that other show that they did? The, the one where you like implant that thing into your brain? Severance. Yeah, like that was good. I'm interested to see where that goes with the second season. Um, I have not watched it yet. Mythic Quest. I have watched West. a lot of the a lot of the first season of that. Something I need to revisit.
1: Yeah, can I tell you? I loved the first season. Then I this this last season, I I just kind of stopped at some point.
0: Yeah, I I, I could see that. It, it, it I I don't remember enough. it. I'd have to probably restart from the beginning just to be to be perfectly fair. But I remember it being pretty funny. Um Severance was good though. We we enjoyed Severance. It was a it was a solid watch, like very intriguing, like good uh a good original story. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's and there there's a lot of twists and turns and different things you don't necessarily know or see and where they leave it is very good. So I I'm I'm very interested to see where that goes. And uh ironically enough, last night after we were done recording Better's the light I was watching Boy Meets World, and Adam Scott showed up in Boy Meets World. So, you know, uh,
1: I believe that's coincidental, not ironic.
0: Eh, well, whatever, coincidental. That's fine.
1: <laughs> I'm not. I hate. I hate when people do that to me. <laughs> so I apologize, and I only did it to be an asshole.
0: I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't bother people me. Do it to me. I was then uh, trying to make a joke about. And I can't think of the the artist's name, so I was going to say I'm not whoever sings the song, Alanis Morissette. So it doesn't matter.
1: Well, she is the grand poobah of irony.
0: <laughs> exactly. The grand poobah.
1: I would, uh, check out, check out shrinking that funny show, smart show, really good cast. And, uh, you, that's another one where you're going to know, like 20 minutes in, if you're, if you want to watch the whole season or not,
0: anything with Marshall, uh, Marshall Henderson, I'm in on. So,
1: and Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford is great.
0: I could give or take Harrison Ford.
1: I love him in this role, though.
0: I that's really fine. Like yeah. I'm, I I, I, can, I
1: could also, see... Also, give or take Harrison Ford. That's Indiana Jones. You watch your goddamn mouth.
0: I've only seen one Indiana Jones, oh, and it God. was the one with the crystal that's the skull. Show for this, that's the show for this <laughs> week.
1: Probably forever.
0: <laughs> I drop... So, there are some times where I drop things like that. Those little nuggets of information of my uh, m- movie or television viewing history, and mm-hmm. people are just astonished. Oh, I the know. Indiana Jones one is one that... that astonishes people.
1: I know we, look, we talked about doing a show specifically about the, the movies that you have not watched.
0: How could you, I people, I people always say, how could the only one you have ever seen be the one with the crystal skull? I don't, I don't know. That's just kind of how it's happened. Like I've definitely seen bits and pieces of the other ones, but I couldn't tell you really anything about them.
1: I, I've said it before on the show, but my, my great piece of, I have not seen is, uh, it's Hoosiers. Now I can never I can never see it at this point.
0: <laughs> see, I have seen Hoosiers, so you beat you bested it, me.
1: It's the one movie where like it's the one movie one in my wheelhouse totally. Absolute classic. And you know what my movie collection looks like. Oh yeah. And I just don't have never, never got it, never had it, never watched it, uh, never spent time watching it when it was when it was just randomly on.
0: that's actually astonishing
1: (laughs) yeah well you know everybody's got to have one right like you know i've seen i've seen enough uh sean william scott movies (laughs) in my life (laughs) Uh, i
0: I have movies that i own that i've never watched which is fun um, me too
1: yeah that's always a fun one i have video games that i've i've owned that i've never played
0: Mm, I can't say that I usually even if I just try it out and if I don't like it out eh, whatever it is what it is I've at least tried to play a game
1: well I, I'll i get like I'll be on Amazon or I'll be on Best Buy and I'll be like oh I want to I want to play that that'll be fun that looks good that looks good then I get it and then if I don't pop, pop it in right away it's just it just it's just there then it's just part of the collection and I I move on to the next thing that I get irrationally excited about in the moment <laughs> like Hogwarts Legacy Hogwarts Legacy, I beat. Uh, I I did only... It is only 39% completed when I looked at the thing, but I have beaten Hogwarts Legacy, for the record.
0: I got my wand, and I haven't turned it on since.
1: I like... It was fun. I liked it. It was good. It was a good story. Um, I thought it was a little easy, but... Seems
0: very involved. I, I Really, to be fair, as soon as they said Quidditch wasn't in the game, like, in the game, I was like, yeah, oh, well, this is... That's kind of the whole only thing I really want to do is I want to play Quidditch.
1: Well, there's a Quidditch game coming out. Also, I feel like that would have gotten really repetitive really quick.
0: Yeah, but that's sports games, and that's all I play. I I've been I'm logging hours and hours of the new PGA Tour game, and that's extremely repetitive, but it's relaxing.
1: I loved the early Tiger Woods games for for Xbox. I loved them. Uh, I I just kind of fell out of it since then. Like I haven't. I bought like oh, the first the first one post Tiger,
0: the Rory McIlroy one.
1: Yeah, and I tried I was like, yeah, this is whatever.
0: I've is- I've played that as recently as like two months ago. Month like ago.
1: I'm literally playing that right now, Chris.
0: Yeah, no, legitimately, <laughs> I like it better. The 2K golf game is one too complicated. It's too hard, and there's no like i guess they tried to do it now with like a career mode but it just isn't it's not done well so i lost interest in it and so i would just go back to playing my with my guy from rory mcelroy from whenever it came out i lived in i think i lived in oregon when it came out like so um it just it just doesn't doesn't interest me that 2k one then the new ea one came out and i was all in on it because it's it feels more like those original Tiger Woods games. I used to play those Tiger Woods games all the time too. They were the best.
1: Yeah, no they were outstanding. They the early ones were outstanding. Like for for like the I don't think it was a 360. What was after Xbox? was it? Xbox 1? 1? Yeah. And then the X, then the one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, cuz it was the black one. It was it wasn't the Yeah, wasn't that would have been the Xbox 1. Yeah, that Right, because I was working at GameStop. Um, love that. I, I I love that. Like, you could hit... That game allowed you to get, like, monster 400-yard drives. Oh, dude, crazy. I have
0: <laughs> I have the old uh, for my PS3, which I don't know if I can find them or where the power cord is for it. It's somewhere in my house. Uh, but I have the Tiger Woods Augusta version. It was the first year they did... Like, they actually had Augusta in the game. Oh, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic game.
1: But there's another fantastic game we should spend some time talking about, Gregory. Yes, we should. A fantastic game of basketball. Can I tell you, like, when when we get past all of this stuff in the summer at some point, probably like probably in July, when we have a little bit more freedom with what we discuss in a, in, in any given episode and less less boxes to check. I recently stumbled across. Uh, have you ever heard of the NBA protocol that is the disaster draft? No. So the disaster draft originated. Do you remember the story in you know in 1960 the Minneapolis Lakers? Um, their team flight was they had a, they had an issue and they were forced to land in a cornfield.
0: I did not know this.
1: So this happened. Luckily and amazingly. No one was hurt. Everybody lived. The pilot did an incredible job. Super... He's a hero. But immediately after that, the NBA implemented what they call the disaster draft in the case where any given team suffers a tragedy that causes them to lose five or more players at one time.
0: My God.
1: Because, I mean, you need... That team needs to be able to go on, right? Yeah. So it's, it's very similar to an expansion draft however in an expansion draft a team can protect eight players the disaster draft a team can only any any given team can only protect five players so you have two-thirds of the roster available that team is also automatically given the first pick in the next year's draft i just thought i'm one like I said, once we have a little bit more time, I just want to like go through and play with that. Like, I want to who go through. Who would team you say? Team. Who would
0: you protect? I yeah, love that. idea.
1: I think that would be a lot of fun because there's so much that goes into it, specifically like contracts and stuff like that. The team, you know, I don't know that we'd go this deep, but that team is obviously still has to abide by the salary cap. So that's a big aspect of it. You you can't just not pick. The players with bad contracts because you need to hit a salary floor yeah i think i think it's fascinating like i was i just wanted to play with this I and mean, like hope it never happens in a million years obviously of but, course yeah but i, I kind of, i just wanted to play with that i yeah, think I, that'd be a fun episode
0: i'd be in i'd be in fully
1: well tune back in july for that <laughs> uh, but until then in uh let's see, in. Eight hours, one minute, and one second. The Boston Celtics and Philadelphia 76ers kick off game six of the second round of the 2023 NBA playoffs. By the way, every series 3-2 right now, that's pretty crazy. But this it's great sixer for series, ratings. Well, for sure. This sixer series, uh, specifically interesting. Do you have this page pulled up, Gregory?
0: With all the bets on it. Yep. Yep.
1: All right, I wanna. I just want to get your takes on these because there are, there's a crazy amount of props at Pavada. We have a prop builder, so this is something that I have not been able to do in the past. I do think that perhaps that this is going to be what we do for uh, for parlay this week. Once I dig into that a little bit more, I'm excited about that. Let's uh, let's look at these. First of all. What would your pick be for this? Uh, for this line, Celtics minus two and a half on the road in Philadelphia, down two to three. Where would you go?
0: It's terrifying to be. I said it last night. It's. It's. I hate being the home underdog. I. It. It scares me. Mm-hmm. What does Vegas know now? To be fair, we were seven and a half point underdogs in Game Five, so you know. Um, I think there's, there's definitely in my eyes, cautiousness about being overconfident. Uh, I spoke with, there was somebody at my house yesterday who I was talking to about the series and they were like, Oh, they look dead. They're done. They, they look disheartened. And I, I, I will never ever count them out in mainly because of the Sixers. It really doesn't matter who they're playing.
1: Wait, Um, did that person say this on betters delight last night? no, No, somebody said that. And I thought it was you.
0: No, someone also said that uh someone also said that in my in my home uh a visitor who was here yesterday uh, very said
1: cool. it. I'm being very coy about this. Well, it's, it's It was uh, President it was... Obama. <laughs> exactly. Just go ahead and <laughs> say it. Me, Barry,
0: Michelle was here too. Um we had a nice oh, that's dinner, nice. you know. That's nice. just
1: chatting NBA. But no. Did, it, it, were they helping you find that doll?
0: <laughs> they did, they did not. <laughs> they did not assist me in finding the the stick that is referred to as a doll that was lost in my home yesterday. Um, but regardless, I I want to lean Sixers, but mm-hmm. the line to me says Celtics. I, I don't know. I, I Because of my heart, I'd have to go Sixers. But it, I, as I said on Better's Delight, it's a game I'm staying away from. Because if you – there's nothing that you could be more frustrated about than a, in a game you really want your team to win. And then also lose a bet if they also lose. So then you're just double mad. Oh for sure. I don't sure. want to be double mad.
1: For sure, but I do, I do tend to agree with you that if you said, Chris, you have to put all of your money on on this bet right here, specifically the line. What? Where would you go? And like, yeah, I would have to take Celtics minus two and a half at Bovada.
0: Yeah, I think so. And then I'd, I'd do what Matt did, where I would just say, "Oh, I'm trying to jinx it."
1: Yeah. Well, honestly, I would probably take money line just because that minus one ten versus minus one thirty five isn't a big difference. And i uh, give yourself the two and a half point boost. Yeah. But, yeah, that's probably where I would. That's probably where I would lean if I had to put all my money on everything. I also, oh God, I don't, I don't want to deal with the game seven. Uh, I should, don't know. Don't want to do it.
0: Not on Mother's Day. We have a, a Mother's Day thing that we always go to oh, at my uncle's house. I can't handle. I've watched game uh, elimination games in multiple sports. I watched the Sixers Bulls Game Seven, the Andre Iguodala free throws. I watched mm-hmm. that at a Mother's Day uh, event. Um, that was
1: the end of Derrick Rose.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I watched that at a Mother's Day party. There's nothing worse than watching. Uh, important games with people who don't watch sports on a regular basis. It's mostly the worst. Um, yeah, and
1: and people get mad that you're watching the games. Like I watched the an Eagles game at one of my friends. Like he was having a kid, something for the kid, like confirmation or something. It's like,
0: come on, dude. Oh, did stop. I've I well I've had family members turn sporting events off. Like oh, we're about to sit down for dinner, and it's like I don't I don't care. Like we're. Yeah. Like I get this it. This is it's, more
1: important to me. Yeah, than you.
0: yeah. I don't. I'm. There's. There's definitely other things. There's sports on. There's like it's New Year's Eve and we're watching, or uh, New Year's Day and we're watching like the bowl games, like this college football playoff semifinals. I don't. I'm. You guys can hold the cabbage or whatever people eat on New Year's oh, Day. Whatever the good luck is thing so is. So gross, dude. Yes, exactly. And. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch uh, Georgia continue to score touchdowns over here. So
1: yeah, and you're gonna watch the Philadelphia Eagles defense as part of that Georgia Bulldogs defense stop teams from scoring touchdowns. Correct.
0: Christmas Day, baby. Christmas Day against the Giants.
1: Oh, well, I'm yep. seeing some. I'm seeing some. Uh, I don't know if you saw this today, but there there was a rumor maybe Donna Kelsey got it wrong. About the the Chiefs Eagles game because it it came out that the the Eagles might be playing the Vikings Thursday night week two and not Kansas City as uh, as as Donna had previously said.
0: Well, I don't think Kansas City would go Thursday Thursday to start the season, so I think that makes sense.
1: Oh, agreed. Enti- well, I agreed well, entirely. But it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be a Thursday game. It was supposed to be a Sunday game in Kansas City, but it now looks like the Eagles might be playing the Vikings Thursday night week two. So. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we shall Here, Here's what I don't get about, and I know we're doing Sixers, but That's here's fine. what I don't get about the NFL schedule release, right? Yeah. So they've been pumping it up since the draft, the release, the schedule release, May 11th, May 11th, oh, 8 yeah. o'clock schedule release party, and then all morning the NFL Twitter Twitter account has been tweeting out games, yeah, like the first Monday Night Football game, the 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 season opener for the Chiefs,
1: like they've just been tweeting it out. Like, what's yes, the? Because- Everybody wants attention and that no, is how they that's how they get is... attention. It's it's like the goddamn draft where people are tweeting pics like a minute and a half before they're made on the TV.
0: It's the worst. Twitter's the worst.
1: Yeah. Well, you know I have a no Twitter rule during drafts and stuff like that. So
0: I have to turn it off now cuz I can't stand it. I can't, the, like I have to like turn all notifications off on of my phone cuz I bleed your report or uh, the sleeper app. Everybody's tweeting me or sending out notifications about who the next draft pick is. I don't need this.
1: Yeah, agreed. I also tend to uh, put my uh, put my phone face down on the table as any Philadelphia pick is about to be made because God knows some people just for some reason see it before I do. So I don't want to. I don't want a a, a like avalanche of uh, of texts that suggests like what's actually going to happen. It's no, it's no fun. Just, I just, why can't things just happen organically? That's all I uh, That's all I want.
0: I don't know. I have no idea. You I remember don't know why like, everybody needs to just know the information immediately. Relax a little bit.
1: I, I think it was the, do you remember the NBA draft last year where you were legitimately like three and a half minutes ahead of me?
0: <laughs> yes. And you were watching on cable. So that's, even I was no watching was even on weird.
1: cable. I was watching it theoretically live. And you were literally like three and a half minutes ahead of me. it it's was a... it was crazy. like I kept thinking something was wrong. I kept thinking I was behind so I kept just pushing the live button and uh yeah no it was it was bananas like round two was over and I was still on like pick 28 <laughs> <laughs> Oh man I don't I don't know. well at least the NBA draft doesn't matter for the sixers now and I oh god. NFL draft. You know the draft's two of my favorite days of the year. Well, favorite events of the year. The football draft is multiple days. Uh the Fry I did not get to get to watch day two live because of stuff going on here. And I will be at a family vacation for the NBA draft.
0: That's bad. luckily,
1: like it, that would hurt a lot more if the Sixers picked high in the draft or even had a first round pick. But still, I just, I like to enjoy it, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you.
1: And I I won't get to see Victor Wembanyama officially drafted. I won't get
0: to see, uh, you know. They the, can't, they,
1: uh, they,
0: they can't blow a 3-2 lead, Chris. Can they?
1: The Sixers? Yeah, they can yeah. for sure. I hate that.
0: I don't want that. I can't handle it. I don't mentally, you think I was bad as a negative Sixers fan before? Huh. If we blow a 3-2 lead... I, I might. I, I don't. I might have to just be done. I think I I think I, I. think I said it after game two. I was getting. I was getting into bed, and I just said. I said if they if they don't win this series, I, I think I'm just done. Like I think I can't. I can't take. I can't take it anymore.
1: The well, the thing that strikes me watching this team is how much better they could be if they had a viable player in place of PJ Tucker in the starting lineup.
0: Yeah, but that hustle, dude. I I, I I do agree,
1: but hustle's fucking meaningless. Like he, he had played one good game, and it was that first playoff game, and everybody's like, "Playoff, PJ, he's here. This is why we signed him." And now he goes back to you know has three points on one of four three point shooting. For ar- I know.
0: I mean, I'd argue the offensive rebound that led to the end one that tied the game. Well, that's in the, game that was four. a big play. Then that's, yeah. that,
1: that was fair. That's a big play. That seemed important. Oh, there you go. I'm sure you saw this, but it has officially happened. The Flyers did name Keith Jones the president of operations. Oh, God.
0: And then they put out some crap statement about... And, wait,
1: and Danny Brier's the GM.
0: Yeah, but we, everybody knew that was coming. He, he was made the interim GM after they fired Chuck Fletcher, so everybody kind of well, knew. I don't
1: know these things, so it's just two former players?
0: Pretty much. the The, the president of hockey operations is the most bizarre one though because to be fair keith jones was an analyst slash part-time morning
1: radio show co-host like Mm -hmm. al morgani just missed out on being
0: you're not kidding like that is it's it, it is like that it's like i mean i know i know keith jones played in the nhl for a long time but what have we learned what have we learned in our recent history Outside of obviously – and I don't even know if Chuck Fletcher played in the NHL. I've kind of avoided the Flyers for several years since they've been just unwatchable.
1: Exactly.
0: Um, I, well, it's crazy. You were the number one seed in the bubble. I uh, got bounced in the first round, and then just you're just done. Like everything's just – it's been over since then. It's nuts. Um, but regardless, the – like the Ron Hextalls, the Bobby Clarks, the Paul Holmgrens, the Bill Barbers, like – like, We keep going to the former flyer well, and it it hasn't worked. So somebody commented, they put out some statement about we're going to try, we're bringing, you know, new ideas, new this, but trying to get, you know, the tradition of winning. And somebody in the comments just wrote, okay, cool. This is a great statement, but what exactly are you going to do to change the last 50 years of misery for the franchise? And they're not wrong. They're not wrong. Two Stanley Cup appearances since 1983 or 81, something like that. Two, I think maybe two to four conference finals. Like, it's it, 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 terrible. Why couldn't the NHL rig the draft for us instead of Chicago? What did Philadelphia do? Chicago just traded away their last number one overall pick. The guy who we took behind him and we lost the coin flip, when Patrick Kane was the clear number one overall. JVR has played for our team twice, and he hasn't been nearly as good as Patrick Kane was in one stint in Chicago. So it's just, it's nuts. It's nuts, and then Chicago is just going to get Eric Bedard, and they're going to go back to being a perennial winner. You know, their 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 dynasty team is now pretty much completely all gone. I think Taze was the last player. His last game, ironically, was against the Flyers this season. He's He's said to be moving on. And now we're, we're – it's just like they're just going to get reloaded. And it's like, great, that's cool. While the Flyers just – everybody they sign is hurt for the year. Like they signed Ryan Ellis from the Predators. He played four games a year, a, a season and a half ago, and has not played since. And he still has like four years left on his deal. Sean Couturier is hurt, he missed the whole season. Cam Atkinson missed the whole season. It's just misery. We finally got a good goalie prospect and everything else fell apart. We're not meant to have nice things in flyers for flyers fans.
1: Yeah. To be completely honest, I could, I could probably name like five flyers at this point.
0: I don't even mean. think you could now. It's that bad.
1: Well, I could just because I just saw the story. <laughs> so, and so there would be some names on that list that I would not have been able to come up with previously, but I could definitely do five. Uh, but but it would, yeah. That that's basically it, and I couldn't tell you anything about anyone. So I'll put it this way:
0: even when the Sixers were tanking, I was watching almost every game. That was the, the, f- the
1: fun games. Eh. Uh, <laughs> I like those process games were fun. I liked the, they tried it out like thirty-two players one year. That was every every game there was a new player to watch.
0: I I I could I could have done without Isaiah Cannon
1: cannonball
0: Um, i hated it i hated every second of the process um but regardless uh but like i think i stopped watching the flyers in december this year which is insane like i wouldn't even turn them on that's how bad they were and unenjoyable they were to watch it's just crazy it's crazy to me i i don't do that i I watch 90 lost phillies teams i watch 75 to 80 percent of the season but the flyers just can't do it couldn't do it it's misery
1: Uh, Speaking of those old Sixers teams, and I mean, this is a little bit before that, but I was watching Mark Zumoff's doing a podcast now, um, and he had Pat Croce on. Ooh. And it it was, like, Croce's, like, he's always been a weird guy. Now he's, like, a super weird guy. But it was fun to hear some of those stories. Hear the stories about how... He told a story about after a game uh, in which Larry Brown pulled Allen Iverson off the court... Brown called Croce and said he wanted Iverson traded. Iverson, who Croce says basically never was, you know, in contact with him, never really talked to him. They had a fine relationship, but he wasn't he wouldn't call them and ask for things. Said he wanted Larry Brown fired. So they, they Croce got them all together at a meeting the next day. And he tried to like bring them together and talk about, have them see things from each other's perspective. And while they their working relationship was better. From that point on, that was basically the end of the Larry Brown pat Croce relationship because Larry Brown didn't like that he was put on the same level as Allen Iverson, put on the same level as a player. So, you know, shout just, out it, Larry Brown. It was it was interesting to listen to. I, I did really I listened to the whole thing just to get the actual Sixers stories. I didn't need to hear about the spiritualism and the Buddhism and all that stuff. Did but... Pat
0: Croce spend like 10 years as a pirate? Like an actual pirate. Pat not a Croce Pittsburgh has pirate. had an
1: insanely weird life. Uh he's he's had an insanely weird life. It's look, it's it's worth it's worth watching the episode just to hear the stories. But yeah, he's that dude has had a, a very, very weird life. And talk about just another era of Philadelphia sports entirely.
0: Also, Iverson mattered more than Larry Brown. A million percent. Like, what? Uh, yeah, God. a
1: million percent. I, it's
0: stupid. It's just stupid.
1: Uh, and, and it it is getting, it is frustrating me to watch a, a player who I love, but uh, Tyrese Maxey do his best Allen Iverson impersonation every night while not being Allen Iverson. Uh, He's, Yeah. Um, Maxey's the guy that frustrates me the most, I think.
0: Well because it's just
1: he doesn't get when to hold the basketball.
0: There's a lot of out of control drives and balls just get like looped up against the backboard
1: and early threes yeah, it's not great but love Maxi. I love all of that. just wish that uh we would play a little bit more smart basketball sometimes, but hey, sometimes he, he goes off and he has 30 and that's fun.
0: Well tonight is the night to play smart basketball. Just once. And I see like I, it's funny we're talking, but I still have Bavada pulled up. Yep. Uh, with the props and the one that's like just staring me in the face is Maxi twenty plus points, Philadelphia to win. I okay. think for them I think for them to win he has to have twenty plus points. Like he um, has to be the third well, cog in the. Probably
1: so. I mean Tobias has quietly been had some decent games and the foul trouble did hurt. Uh, these recently, but let's, let's go through these. Let, let's start over under assists. Which one is the one you feel the best about? And that could be the over or the under for any player. Let
0: me find
1: it. It should be right above where you are. Hmm.
0: Oh, I oh, seem no. you. see so yeah, It's closed. Right, I got to open the carrot. I'm good now.
1: Okay. There you go.
0: <sighs> over under assists.
1: Man, you have Embiid at three and a half. You have Brown at three and a half. Tatum at four and a half. Harden at eight and a half. Brogdon at three and a half. Horford two and a half. Maxi two and a half.
0: I I think I think it's Harden eight and a half.
1: Over or under? Over. So you I would go. You would go eight and a half minus minus two minus one twenty six at Bovada for the over eight and a half.
0: I think so. I think so. Because I. Uh, as as someone who loves to live in the jinx world in game two of the series, uh, someone on the podcast took Jason Tatum over 38 and a half points and rebounds and assists mm-hmm. or over 43 points, rebounds and assists. I think that's 44 and, had, and a half
1: today.
0: He had 10 total. It's like 10. He had seven points. And I think like two rebounds and an assist or vice versa. So I, there's just no reason to trust that guy.
1: You um, know, you know, what's funny about Tatum though, is I know he's had two games where he really struggled in the first half, but my opinion of Tatum all coming off of this series is like, he's one of the single best players in basketball and it's not even close. Oh, he's very good. Like he's, I, very good. he's incredibly talented. Like he, I, he's someone who even I underrated like I, and he's not even playing well in some of these games. I'm just like, Oh my God, he is a problem
0: if he if he could figure out how to not let what goes on from an officiating standpoint affect his game
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think he'd be even better like I think that there's a big that i think that plays a big role in in this um I think when foul trouble hits or if he's not getting the calls early in games that it affects him uh and and the way he plays if he could figure out how to just put that aside, I think he'd be even more more dominant than he is currently
1: yeah all right so so the one you feel most comfortable with is harden over eight and a half assists uh the one that i i, I do like this al horford over two and a half assists minus 152 is it
0: because but, joe mazula won't let him shoot anymore
1: uh, and probably shouldn't but uh but hey sweet shimmy um the I like Joel over three and a half assists plus 106. Cause I think I think this has got to be uh, a huge game for Joel if the Sixers want to end this thing. He needs to prove that he is worthy of the MVP, um, which I b- certainly believe he is. So, yeah, I like that plus Like that plus 106 at Bavada. And my parlay is not oh. loading for reasons.
0: I I I like that. I like that a lot.
1: Let's go to the next one here, and that is points. Which one do you feel most comfortable with?
0: Mm -hmm. (sighs) PJ Tucker over three and a half. (laughs) Um, Under. Yeah. Uh,
1: By the way, PJ Tucker in, in the playoffs so far, Six points Zero points Three points Three points Zero points Five points Nine points Six points Three points
0: That's all you can ask for From a fourth starter
1: I don't uh. know that that's correct
0: <laughs> Uh I, You know I'm, I kind of like A little plus money here I kind of like D'Anthony Melton Over seven and a half
1: Finally have a good game I mean he was He was so good in the first round And he's just not been good at all In the second round
0: It's uh, It almost feels like he's due <sighs>
1: Yeah, I, uh, Toby 13 and a half is interesting.
0: I looked at that one too. I, I Definitely one I'd consider, but I feel Marcus like every Smart time.
1: Smart over 13 and a half is interesting to me too. It feels like Marcus Smart can't miss in the playoffs. Uh, I would love a game where
0: he takes like 12 threes and he goes one for 12.
1: That would be a win.
0: It'd be awesome.
1: Oh man, uh, the hardened 20 scares me because he's, uh, you know, he goes in one direction or the other, although I guess even in those bad games, he still averaged like 17. It was just an inefficient 17. So what would you go? Melton, that would be your pick. I think I go Melton.
0: Yeah, because I'm looking at, I need him to make three shots, minimum four shots, or I guess four shots minimum. If you talk about just twos, but I, I, I,
1: that's what I think.
0: I think you can get three threes out of him. You're, you're hitting that bet. Or two threes I, in a bucket.
1: I yeah, I would go. I would go Marcus Smart over thirteen and a half. I I feel that feels like a lock to me. The Celtics score a ton that. of points. Marcus Smart has just been so good this series.
0: The Guy always like, plays I, well against us.
1: Always. Just, this series is frustrating to me, and I think I might have said this to you via text. But like, I'm used to the series in in the later rounds of the playoffs i guess past the first round of the playoffs where you just hate you just you can't stand the team by game six or game seven i don't really have that with boston in this series like i don't think you're you're
0: joe is this april fools
1: i really don't like al horford annoys me but i don't really have that with them like there's no there's no pascal siakam in this series for me it's all
0: of them. It's the team. It's the city. It's the fan base. It's uh, look, I, everyone. The, the
1: fan base is notoriously racist, but I, the,
0: the, allegedly, I don't even know how to cover yourself with that. But sure, I,
1: I listen. That that is the perception. That works. That works. That, that, one has, works. that maybe <laughs> has been echoed by their own players.
0: My, I I hate every single thing about the Celtics. I hate their logo. I hate their jerseys. I hate. I hate everything they're the worst the fans stink i hate the 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 uh, discourse on twitter from their fan base i hate the we're better than you attitude and to be fair they have been so they kind of deserve to to have that attitude but they what, deserve what
1: individual player has embodied that for you all of them
0: i, I I hate everything about every one of them when we're playing against them. I can respect how good Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are at basketball and how good Marcus Smart has been. I can't stand them when we're playing against them, though.
1: Like it's, yeah, it's, I have not gotten that at all this ugh, series. It's like, misery. I'm ready to hate misery. Bam Adebayo and people like that next series, but uh, I have not gotten I, that I can't at all. Even think, Certainly, I would certainly be ready to hate Tyler Hero.
0: I can't think that far ahead at all at all
1: I, I'm just, I in a hypothetical situation i'm prepared to ha- for those hatreds to uh, to arise
0: i will not be i will not be done or i will not be ready to not hate them uh I will not be ready to move on and think about another team until there are zeros on the clock and it says sixers win series four or two question mark three or two
1: okay that absolutely fair. Let's go the next one over under points plus rebounds plus assists. What sticks out for you?
0: I think Harden gets a triple-double tonight. I like him over 35.5 minus 117.
1: I'm going to go in a weird direction here because we've made fun of this guy quite a bit. But the just because the number is so low... And looking at the game logs, the P.J. Tucker over nine and a half. <laughs> like, I think he's going to score like five points. He's going to get like four rebounds and have two assists.
0: Certainly doable. Certainly like, doable.
1: That, that that number is just like, if you can't contribute nine and a half points plus rebounds plus assists, and you're, making, you're a starter in the NBA, I'm just saying you shouldn't be a starter in the NBA.
0: You're not wrong.
1: So weirdly, that's where I'm going, uh, and that that is minus one seventeen at Pavada. All right, over under three point field goals made. Who do you like here? Um, it's PJ's <laughs> numbers it, are so embarrassing.
0: Over 0.5? yeah, yeah. Um, I I kind of like. But I feel like whenever I do this, I jinx Tobias, and he plays terrible and misses every three-pointer. Uh, but over
1: 1.53 should be so doable for him. It should be so doable. I'm going to – I have, and I have no problem with that. I'm going to go with another guy who I feel like has not missed this series, uh, and that's Malcolm Brogdon over one and a half. That is uh, minus 164 at Pavada. Definitely it's insane. it's insane they have Malcolm Brogdon on the bench. Yeah. Yeah it is. Just insane. Like and our equivalent is George Nier.
0: <laughs>
1: oh god. It's obviously DeAnthony Melton but still.
0: I'm terrified. Uh, player
1: player performance doubles. Where are you at? Mm. And I guess this ties into who do you think is going to win?
0: Yeah, it does. Um Ah, oh, man, this is a tough one. <laughs> And every time I see Jason Tatum's name, I just every I see J A Y S O N I assume Jason Worth. But that'd be insane. I don't know how he would I don't know how that would happen.
1: Yeah, no, Jason Tatum is probably where I'm going here for the record.
0: I think I think because it has to be this way if they go if they're gonna win. I think it's embiid thirty plus points and Philadelphia to win plus two forty two.
1: I am Tatum thirty plus points, Boston to win plus two twenty at
0: I hate the confidence that you have in Boston.
1: Well, I should have that. Like, that's uh, a healthy, uh, healthy concern. Is uh, is good.
0: I, I mean, I'm, have been concerned. I'm still concerned. We could lose Game Five. That game, that game ended two days ago. Yeah. So,
1: can I tell you? I'm looking at these other ones here, and for the for the specials, plus twenty five thousand for Brown, Tatum, and Embiid to have one thirty combined. Not
0: terrible, no, no, it's not, it's really not. Um,
1: like that is that is the most doable plus $25,000 prop I've ever seen. It's the playoffs, too, right? Like, I
0: that's it's more doable than the one that's 46 plus combined rebounds from Harden, Tatum, and Bede. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: yeah, look, PJ Tucker, Jaden McDaniels, and and Dwayne Dedman one plus made three.
0: Wow. So there's also Harden, Tatum, Embiid, 180-plus combined points, rebounds, and assists. hmm That's also I mean, plus 25,000.
1: Tatum just had an 18-rebound game. Yeah,
0: I mean, if you... Like, you need essentially 50 from... uh you need more than 50 from each guy, but it's definitely doable. If Harden and Embiid were to both go
1: for 40 again, like... Yeah, with Harden with like nine, nine and six, and Embiid with like thirteen and four. Yeah, that gets you it gets you more than two thirds of the way there.
0: Yeah, huh. interesting. I don't know, man. I'm I'm very nervous. I'm gonna be nervous until the game ends. Really,
1: it's not uh- good. Yeah, that was a real miserable last minute and a half of that game last two nights ago.
0: I was telling you, man. I they, I know they have to pull him. I get that. But this is the playoffs. Like you can't. You can't mess around.
1: Yeah, but then if you don't, if you do mess around and uh a injury happens, then you're you're blamed for that. Doc made the right decision. Yeah, because they I, I won. It feels gross <laughs> saying that, but does uh does Boston play Peyton Pritchard more today?
0: Probably. A little spark off the bench. I don't I, I think they do.
1: Problem is Pritchard is so terrible defensively.
0: Yes. So you're gonna really have to agree.
1: he's gonna have to guard Harden or or Maxi, and that is gonna be difficult. Maximize I don't think, the
0: opportunity.
1: I don't think this I didn't see this line anywhere, but I would be interested in. This would be the last thing we talk about. What is if I were to set the over/under on minutes played for for Embiid at forty-one and a half? Where would you go?
0: I'd go over. Think I think I would they, too. I think they have to. They have to. Um. They have to Like, they have to win this game. You cannot let it go back to Boston. This is you put everything on the table. You're gonna get a decent few days of rest as well, since the other series isn't over. Yep. Like you, you gotta win this game. You have to play as much as you can.
1: Agreed. All right. That is gonna be it for this week's episode of You're Wrong and Here's Why for Greg Crohn. I'm Chris Horwardell. Thanks for listening, and we will see you back here next week. Go Sixers.